Hey everyone, it's Rashad, and this is Wear Many Hats, presented by Desire, where we talk about your main gig, then we talk about your side hustle for the duration of the time, even if you don't have a side hustle. Today we're here with David Early and Anna Ling of Pink Essay. How's it going, guys? Good, how are you? Good, good. how are you? Pretty, pretty good. Um, where are you guys located? Hi, um, we both live permanently in New York, but I am in New York right now, and then Anna is in. I'm in London right now. London. For a little bit. Amazing. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So I just wanted to start by saying that I love everything you guys have been doing based on curated design, showcasing work, all the interviews, and the infamous pink essay newsletter. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. So nice. Thank you. Out there. Um, how, how I know about Pink Essays through Lycan, of course, for those out there that don't know what Lycan is, it's a furniture shop in Brooklyn, Brooklyn's best kept secret, basically. I've also <laughs> yeah, shout out to them. I know, right? Purchased many great items from Jared Blake and Ed V. Great, great humans. Yeah. Legends. Legends. Um, I caught up with the Pink Essay video interview with Zoraina of Caldera Mag. Um, yeah. It was Thank you. great to listen to both of your backgrounds, which I hope we'll also be covering today. And uh, recently, you guys just put out a new video with Matt Pincino of Studio Guapo. That interview was pretty much up my alley discussing the cross intersections between streetwear and furniture. Mm -hmm. It was only a matter of time that streetwear and furniture was about to bridge, but the pandemic brought it on full force. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, how are you guys? What have you been up to in the pandemic? Um, Anna, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> what have I been up to? Well, you know what? Pink Essay is actually, when I joined Pink Essay, it was right before lockdown so um it actually gave me a lot of things to put my mind to during all of this because I've been I'm freelance um set designer and model so we obviously couldn't be on set during lockdown so Pink Essay and doing the newsletters and interviewing people were a great way to connect with people um, and it gave me something to do, quite honestly, which was a really nice time to start it that way. Yeah, um, I left my full-time job in the spring, or I guess late spring, early summer, and so I um, had a lot of free time during the pandemic, and uh, making, just making a lot of stuff. I started making um, lamps out of found materials and oh, awesome. I'm sitting in my office now and um it's filled with like wood and other power tools and stuff um and that took up a lot of my time and um yeah I'm working on projects with Anna and that was been really fun and then we launched uh the open studio project which was a collab with Lycan um which we in which we um put on a a, a physical like design show of student work um at the like at Lycan's um primary space um, and so that was really fun. That took up a lot of our yeah. time in, uh, in August and uh, July. Um, awesome. Yeah, uh, Pink Essay has kind of always been a side thing for us. And so now it's kind of becoming more of a, of a bigger side thing, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we, it's, 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 uh, it always kind of like fills the cracks in my time. That's awesome. Yeah, I wish I could have made it to the open studio. It's like, 
right in the midst of it all like when did it happen in yeah. the summer yeah in up september in september 18th? yeah late oh. like really late summer so i guess that's, beginning of fall but yeah so there's cool. still um at openstudio.world um there is uh like a survey of all the work and like the artist statements and um you can explore more of the different designer work designers work um and like more about the project so we it's kind of like an an ongoing pop-up site so that's awesome yeah, yeah mm-hmm. i actually heard about open, open studio through my friend selena mm-hmm. um who has soft studio and her piece is amazing as well uh, my favorite was james williams his table the lt2l series um mm-hmm. with the the open hole that you could like place a planner in that was really dope it's yeah. pretty cool yeah um, do you guys think that you'll have a part two to open studio an ongoing thing it, we definitely want to make it an ongoing thing um i think one of the great things about doing this to just the two of us is that we don't really have like any set rules so we're genuinely just doing it as we how we are feeling and um we don't have like a strict timeline or anything so when we feel ready for the next one we definitely will Mm -hmm. keep in the loop for that yeah i'm excited and um anna really like made it happen last time so she, <laughs> no it was a she, group effort she, it, yeah, was it was a group effort but Anna, group effort. Anna handled all the logistics and so that was um I'm excited she has some really cool ideas for the next iteration of it she comes up with and to, we haven't talked about this so this is exclusive news <laughs> oh wow <laughs> dropping it right here on the podcast that's awesome <laughs> yep yeah, no, it's really exciting. Um, we had really good feedback in our first round. So we definitely, I think there's more that can be improved. And also we want to make more space for people. So I think it will be when the right time is here. And hopefully once things settle down a little bit more um, everywhere in the world, honestly, mm-hmm. we can do one again. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually didn't know that you guys started as a newsletter Mm -hmm. ah yeah it was um yeah it was it was kind of like a curation project and then I think when it became really when it got more um momentum was from the newsletter because I think people it became more of like a tangible thing and we had like a little launch party in uh, November of last year for that um and that was like I think that was the first thing when it started to like become something more significant than it was before because it before it was just an Instagram where I was like kind of sharing kind of art like vintage and like new photos and then the newsletter became more of like a publication. Um, and we since decided to take a long hiatus from the newsletter just because we found that it wasn't fitting what we needed wanted to do right now. But um, mm-hmm. I think we're exploring other ways of like sharing conversations and that's through like the Instagram, like through Instagram lives and through like kind of like more more thoughtful, extensive uh writing like on the instagram itself and um and we also have another project that's kind of just like a kind of a sub project kind of its own thing now called roomy which is um it's at at its room it's dot roomy it's a it is like a really like kind of sweet lighthearted like love letter to the 
objects that people have in their living spaces. And so we do different things. We do like a series called Roomy at Home. That was a, um, an Instagram TV series of people like kind of walking us through different special objects they have in their house and the stories behind them. And now we're doing kind of something similar with um, a, a project called Veggie Mom Club. That's like a holistic women's health. Um, oh, that's awesome. Project. Yeah, and she's with this woman named Teresa. And um, so we're now like kind of helping her share a project that she's been working on about um, the people like objects people have in their kitchen and their family recipes and stuff so that's oh wow like a branch out yeah so like that's really cool it's like fun because it kind of runs not like undercover but it's kind of like a it like it's like it has its own little special corner of the internet mm -hmm. and it's still like growing so um that's like been a fun side project too. not side side project too <laughs> side of a side yeah it keeps extending uh i did see your previous uh episode on roomy with josh mm -hmm. we love josh we're big yeah. we're actually we, i like big the, fans i like to joke that um pink essay is really just a josh itiola like <laughs> um because the like it truly is it is so beautiful and he josh has it's amazing of yeah he, um because he's like a furniture planner at mm -hmm. at Pitsu, um which i can't say correctly because of the the way it's spelled but um yeah, he's, Josh has impeccable taste and he's an excellent curator and he um, is also like an all around like great human to talk to. Um, and yeah, we love, like he, we were really happy to see he got his apartment featured on architecturaldigest.com and that was like, we're like, finally. Um, yeah. His apartment is like so cool and so much better than other apartments I've seen featured on there and other home tours. Oh and yeah, for his, sure. His house is amazing. And he, he's such a design uh, buff too that he, yeah a cool explanation and story about his objects and this why they're important and from like a, a design appreciation perspective um, so yeah that was a really fun uh roomy roomy at home interview. yeah and i love that he loves his apartment so much that every day he stories his his apartment like mm -hmm. different corners of the room and yeah but it's so it, that's why it's so good though because like every angle even if he's taking the same objects it's like a different light, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why uh, we appreciate objects so much because it's so different in every, during the time of the day, it's different. Or like when you walk around in a different corner, it's different. It's just like, and also it's movable. So mm -hmm. even if you have the object, if you place it somewhere else, it means something new in your own way. So I think he captures that really well on his feed. Yeah, and he's, um. He's very much like a, it's like a, like a gallery. It had it like yeah. as a, a gallery for the things that he loves and like the things that he collects. And I really, that's kind of the way I think Anne and I both approach our homes to some extent, even though I would, mm -hmm. I would could only hope that my home looks as cool as possible. <laughs> um, and, um, but it's the same ethos. And so I think we really appreciate that about him that he's very intentional mm -hmm. um, and he really- Yeah, he, intention. Yeah. That's a good word. He's a great guy. Do you yeah. guys have anything in your apartments that you love so much? Oh yeah. So yeah. That you would showcase? I'm... Sorry? That you would showcase out to the world and that's like your favorite? Like Josh has like a bunch of grub pieces that you don't even know which one is his favorite, but I guess all of them are like his babies. Is there one particular piece? That's our favorite. Oh, that's a good question. Anna, you're not, I know you're not at your, your home. Yeah, I'm staying at, um, it's not my own place, but I'm trying to like 
reminisce what my New York apartment looks like right now. <laughs> um, uh, there's so many things. I think once I started living on my own and actually kind of buying things for my own, that's when I realized like sometimes there's this pressure to make your apartment look nice for the sake of making it look nice. But mm -hmm. I think if you truly love something and you kind of instantly fall in love with that object, that's probably, you should probably get that. That's like mm -hmm. kind of my golden rule when I see something that excites me, it usually comes home with me. So Definitely. whatever that is, if you have a bunch of those, that's probably like your style. So I try not to clutter the house too much with random things that theoretically looks nice, you know, as long as you feel connected to those objects, yeah. I feel like that's, that's like a series almost mm. of your favorite objects. It's really hard to narrow down to one. Yeah, that's a great question. And it's a great way of thinking about it, Anna. Um, mm. I think, yeah, I don't know. I think I have a lot of things I love a lot. I, I think my partner Dominic and I, we very much approach our houses like things are very flexible. And a lot of things in our house I've like I've built or we found on the street. And um, I don't know, I think if, if I think of, I mean, I have a lot of the lamps that I built in my house and I really love those, not because they're particularly like valuable, but because they represent this kind of new period of my life in which I've been building a lot of, building a lot of things and um, building a lot of kind of like design like sort of like mm -hmm. impromptu design pieces and um so that for me they're very special um and there's certain ones that I've built that I haven't like because I've sold a lot of the ones I made but like haven't I'm not going to sell and I like keeping them at my house because they're very special to yeah me. that's nice yeah my I books. do have oh yeah your books yeah. they're special I do have like a long dresser where I just put a bunch of my favorite stuff so that is kind of like a display case um at all times yeah that's awesome where does a uh, pink essay come from the name oh, that's a good question Anna so many times so, <laughs> so David started the account um back in when was it 2016 around that time I don't want to say it's like 20 end of 2017 beginning of 2018 maybe okay okay I can so i would say yeah i would say it was a time in the design world where there was a lot of this kind of millennial um pops of this light hearted pinks and light shades of like this like kind of tropical thing going on and it was a hard trend back then mm. and so and also the fact that um, the account was a very visual thing. Um, David make a, made a very ironic name for the account, um, Pink, and it's not an essay, so essay. So it was kind of like an homage to the anti-trendy, mm -hmm. <laughs> designy. Um, yeah. It's like the the millennial. It's sort of like a not a rejection, but a common a sort of like a a, a nod to the uh, the millennial aesthetic, which I think is um, not ruined, but certainly like blurred out mm. kind of like individual aesthetic identities because mm. so many restaurants and coffee shops and like salons and and new businesses that are opening up are really rather than trying to. Um, 
especially in New York, because New York has always been a place where I think has so many unique places as mm. I do a lot of cities that like now a lot of these new businesses that are opening, they're kind of striving to like fit into this like millennial mm. aesthetic rather than finding something that really, uh, like Anna said, like has like comes from a true place of love. And so it was sort of like, I, I think that like what we're seeing now is that there's kind of a move away from that is that there's a lot of new designers who are kind of, even though people make it, there's still, there's still like quite a lot of designers making things that are like cute or in like kind of very soothing pastels. Like people are more and more seeking something that is um, particularly unique or uh, yeah. doesn't necessarily been... describe to be too comforting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a original mm-hmm. idea that not many people have seen um and not care so much about the trend that's happening yeah there's a lot of these like weird trends that are going on right now and and, like i don't know what's your take on like all these new furniture accounts and all these new furniture pop-up stores that are coming together and Mm. you know they like uh you know there's like home union that's been around for a minute Mm -hmm. and then you know, little sidetrack. When you guys um, you guys interviewed uh, Julio Torres on yeah. your newsletter, and I took a peek at that, and I actually ran into him in Greenpoint when I used to work at Homecoming, and we were talking about his new special, and I thought it was designed by, uh, or like the set design was done by Alex DeCorte, and, um, but he said it was just like his mom and his sister, like, butting heads together to put it together but it also kind of looked like things that you could get at buy right studio mm, yeah mm-hmm. so i was just like thinking what's your thoughts on like you know everyone coming up i, I guess like in the pandemic and just like mm. putting everything together uh, i mean i think the important thing is is that there's space for everybody yeah that um no one and even though i think there's certain there are individuals or entities would have you think otherwise like no one is uh invented the idea of selling vintage furniture Mm -hmm. that's working today and so like the idea of antiques and like the value of antiques have been is something that's been around for so long and it just looks a little different today because i think people are especially preoccupied with like stuff uh made during the 80s and Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think it's cool i mean i think there's space for everybody i think what i really like is when i see people feeling finding their own niche like Lycan does where I think like people like for example like Lycan really believes in making things affordable and also mixing like uh maybe a piece made by a Pratt uh design student with a piece Mm. by like a traditional or well-known Italian designer and I think that's that that they found their niche and that's super important they have that and then um yeah I think I think the only thing is that I like my only not positive reaction is when I see people like kind of like pushing for exclusivity and like I started this idea this person did it mm-hmm. it's like no one really that's anywhere near our age like invented this idea of no selling antique or invented an aesthetic even because when you sell vintage furniture you're not necessarily selling your own aesthetic or selling an aesthetic that was created during an era mm-hmm. um and so I think I like appreciate when people take that with a grain of salt but um yeah it's cool I mean I like it's really fun because I like living in Brooklyn and having all these different entities like I definitely like 
love going to home union and seeing the kind of stuff they sell and like I'm friends with them for sure and I love going mm -hmm. to like and seeing the stuff they sell and then I'm what I'm seeing is really cool is there's a lot of like really small resellers coming up on Instagram and that's so mm -hmm. cool too because it's like it's just like maybe like one person who's like selling stuff out of their house and there's totally a place for that because they have a flexibility that maybe a bigger store doesn't I think yeah I think it's really cool um and uh going back to Julio yeah I think um, I think what's really interesting is a lot of the stuff that um, Julio Torres, who's um, he's a he's a comedian. He had that his special on HBO. That the kind of style that he uh, sh uh, demonstrated in the set for his uh, HBO show, which is I think called My Favorite Shapes, mm -hmm. um, was very much ahead of its time in this sort of like a this like em embrace of like pastels of uh, like kind of like the squiggly squiggly shapes because mm -hmm. this was like a couple years ago. And now we're seeing that everywhere. And so he was kind of, a, has, I think, very like a, a year or two ahead of everybody in, in that. And um, I got to go to his apartment to interview him. And it is very, it's very fun. It's like pure, pure play. Um, no. Pure yeah. shapes. Yeah, very pure shapes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, like, I, I wish I could, you know, have a bunch of shapes, like, when I go into all these like furniture stores and I see a bunch of these like amazing weird objects, I wish it was like up my alley that I could have in my apartment. But I don't know. I'm all about like black and chrome mm -hmm. type of situations. Like I before like testing out the audio, I was sitting on my my knoll chair, and what's really funny was that like when you like lean back and forth, you can hear the squeaks of the leather. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I was just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta move this null chair out. So I moved the null chair, and then I recently purchased um, the little big chair uh, by Jeff Miller. And like, there's no squeak, and it's like, it's also black and like has some chrome in it. But like you guys said in the beginning, like a piece that you love, like why you love it and everything like that. And I didn't know if I was gonna love this chair or not. And when I brought it home, I'm a musician as well, and when I sat in the chair and I started like playing guitar and all my old previous songs came back to me while sitting in the chair. And I was like, Oh my God, this chair is fucking magical. Wow. <laughs> insane. But yeah, it's kind of insane how like furniture can, you know, do this yeah. type of stuff. And yeah, I wish I could get into other types of shapes and stuff like that. I'm slowly easing my way with different <laughs> shapes. I recently just bought this like vintage uh, ceramic lamp with chrome on the bottom online and I was like this is my way in to weird shapes. <laughs> different. Yeah. Yeah. It takes time for sure cuz not everything is like super affordable as well, so it's mm -hmm. definitely like a high and low um, and it's also by chance, you know, um, sometimes you want something, but it just doesn't appear because it might be a vintage piece or mm -hmm. something that you might have an eye on, but it's just like not available uh, yeah. to your country even. So it takes time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool to find the way that like things when you find something you really love and how it affects you. Um, and I think it's cool when you can have things you really love that maybe were like a really kind of like something you saved up for and then something too that like I have things that like I love equally and maybe one like I have this chair from like and that was like definitely like I spent a little bit of money on because I really really liked it and then I have like some other thing that like 
we have this coffee table we found on the street and I like love them both um, mm. just because they like, and they're both special, but they, I think it's kind of cool when you can have, I think when I see people's houses that I really like, it's they're mixing maybe like a really like kind of design piece with something that's more like a this has a story and just brings out an emotion. Um, and that's really special to see because it shows you that you don't have to necessarily be a person who um, is spending a lot of money on all your furniture to like. And in fact, I see a lot of people who do spend a lot of money on their furniture, all their furniture, and then maybe it, it just can often end up being um, not not comfortable or, um, um, or, uh, or like a little bit. bit put together. Yeah. But yeah, that's so cool. Um, it's, I love hearing about how everybody relates to their furniture. Yeah. Um, now that you brought that up, I remember a couple of years ago when I lived in Philadelphia, uh, in the Lower East Side, I found this uh, crane barrel shelf, like just like lying on the sidewalk, and it was like su super big. And um, uh, this girl I used to see back in the day, she helped me carry this onto the Chinatown bus inside. Put we like put it underneath the Chinatown bus, brought it back to Philadelphia, brought it on SEPTA, which is like their public transportation all the way up to mm -hmm. North Philly and like walked it all the way back to my studio. And I was just like, "Wow, we should have documented it. Well, actually I did document it on stories, but I forgot that stories go away uh -huh. <laughs> a couple years ago. And I was like, oh man, that would have been perfect as like a little mini story about it. But yeah. I have no idea where that crate and barrel shelf is anymore. Props to your friend for helping. Yeah, right? It's, it's kind of <laughs> interesting that like, yeah, even though we're all into like all these amazing pieces from other, I mean, like I've always been into furniture, like, but I've never been really, really into furniture until I moved into my like own apartment. And then I didn't even realize that like, okay, these like certain pieces that I like, you know, how much do they really mean to me you know like that that shelf that i found on the street on lower east side like how much does that mean to me and then like that knoll this knoll chair that i've had for years from my old studio back in philly like how much does that really mean to me until like in december of last year i didn't realize i i also got have a tattoo of it like like what right here amazing you're not the only one that has a chair tattoos but I forgot about it. Uh, <laughs> like I forgot that I even have this no chair. I like I have tattoos it. too. When I like, if they're not in a visible place, I just got a a Donald Judd chair tattooed on me. Oh, amazing! Yeah, it's green. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah, so good. I love chair tattoos. That's a fun one. Did uh, you guys check out the Donald Judd exhibit at the MoMA? I did. I went. That's kind of what inspired me because. Um, I hadn't seen a really big show of his work before. Um, and um, I went to see the show by myself and Momo was like empty. It was like on a Monday afternoon and um, which was, I think is the best way to see it. And um, it was really cool. I just spent some time there and then they have um, for, like if I didn't know Anna, you haven't been yet, but um, they have um, like his, all his furniture out in the lobby and you can like sit and it's like a reading room. And I sat and just like looked at one of on the Donald Trump so cool. um, for a long time. And that was really special. Um, oh, yeah, that's uh, nice. And you can see how solidly his furniture is built. Um, and mm -hmm. then I actually just went to see today to the 
David Zorner Gallery on 19th Street in Chelsea to see um, the other show, but I think the one at MoMA was better. Oh, nice. Because I think the MoMA has a uh, probably a bigger budget, but um, <laughs> oh yeah, definitely <laughs> worth saying. But different different styles too, for sure. Like, the stuff at David David Zorner was um, yeah, it was more I would say it's more small scale, but still really interesting. There was some really good stuff. Awesome. Anna, did you see any shows lately up in London? Uh, I, well, it's lockdown right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, I managed to slide into the Tate right before it, Tate Modern. Amazing. Um, I didn't go to any specific show. I just went to like general admission because I just love the actual building itself. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, they always have like great art, even though it's free basically. So that was really nice, but um. Yeah, I miss going to museums. I, I was planning to do more, honestly, here, but, you know, what can you do? Um, yeah, lockdown is... Lockdown is lockdown. Not that uh, museum-friendly, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I know. I, it's it's definitely going to be hard. I mean, they're probably pre preparing for, like, another lockdown, but yesterday I was able to sneak in going to the noguchi museum to check oh, out the futura akari um exhibit yeah it's it's pretty great but honestly i mean i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen you know yeah, yeah i need to go to the noguchi museum and, and to ps1 which are my probably my two favorites in the city before um before they they close up because it is a beautiful it's beautiful to see Noguchi in the winter because it's so sparse because the, they have mm. if the garden is open it's like it's so kind of gray but it's cool it, it goes well with all the with all the stone sculpture um mm. I love the Noguchi museum I think it's yeah the best in the city um so to end off we always do this thing where if you were to get a chest tattoo tatted on you what would the quote be or what would your phrase be in old english what would say in old english yeah <laughs> like old english scripts yeah exactly oh. mine would say um uh it would say uh property of anna ling property no, <laughs> 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 no. Um, it would say uh it would say anna i would say uh anna ling's partner in crime amazing <laughs> And so you know what mine's gonna be yeah any guess <laughs> i was like you should say something else um, <laughs> and, and i always well, say that we have like a very it's a we have like a funny sibling relationship and it's it is like a, it does feel like a like a brother and sister thing which is really fun. yeah yeah and we're both capricorn so we have very same uh attitudes to things yeah i'm also a capricorn as well oh no way well there we go that's um, really yeah david's partner in crime anna's partner in crime you know old english really big letters <laughs> all the way yeah. across the chest either that or a uh, chair is life chair is yeah <laughs> yeah design for everyone yeah that's a good one that's that's a great one hmm but yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you guys for coming on, coming on the show. Is there anything thank you guys you want to plug in? Thank you for having us. 
Um, Plug in. Uh, so. Check out uh, at Pink Cafe and at uh, its.roomy and um, my uh, my handle is at David underscore Ergly. Um, yeah, that's go uh, with all my five. Yes. <laughs> Follow all of us. <laughs> Follow all of us. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming on to wear many hats. You guys have been Thank great. you so much for having us. Definitely Have stay in touch. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.